Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Film Optics, brought to you by the Drive-In Podcast Network, where we discuss film, TV, and everything pop culture related. I am your host, Christian. I'm joined by the man himself and a special guest here today, Leo from Geekly Goods. And today we are going to be diving into a lot, starting off with our Black Widow review and kind of uh, diving into our best or our top films of 2021 thus far. But before we begin today's show, you can listen to our podcast on platforms around the internet. And if you're a new or seasoned listener, you can, um, you know, just kind of follow. I always mess up on that part, I swear to God. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Film Optics to let us know what you guys think of the show. I wanted to start off by welcoming Leo from Geekly Goods. How are you doing today, man? Dude, I'm doing so good. You know, I'm feeling like I'm in Ant-Man right now because you guys can't see it, but in Zencaster, it like corners your video and makes you smaller. So I'm like, man, I'm going to the quantum realm, y'all. But feeling <laughs> good today, feeling good, you know, just... Ready to talk some Black Widow because, man, this is our first time back seeing a Marvel movie in over two years, guys. Like, what a cool occasion it is. (laughs) Very, very excited. Yeah, like, it's it's been a while since we've uh, used Zencaster since it's usually just me and Devin. So we just hop on Discord and do our thing. But, you know, we, we like to share the love and we have more people on. And it makes it easier for me to edit towards the end. So that's a lot of fun. Um, and we also have Devin, the man himself, my co-host. How are you doing today, man? Doing good. Looks like uh, Leo and I got the memo for MCU apparel. Wow. Okay. Well, this isn't a live podcast. So, <laughs> but well, no, I, they, they should know you're wearing a gray shirt with no Marvel character. No it's logo, actually, y'all. It's actually blue, but. <laughs> oh. oh, it looks great. Interesting. <laughs> it's because of the ring light. Thank you, iCarly, <laughs> for the ring light. <laughs> and that amazing snack package. Honestly, oh, dude, I destroyed that cookies and cream uh, popcorn. Like, <laughs> I'm ashamed to say I tore it up in one night, my man. Honest, I was trying to savor it. I, it didn't make, make it past like two nights, dude. The gummy bears, I like half of them, and then I give the rest like my sister because I just – I can eat gummy bears, just not – like that but they were good it's it, it was a nice little treat to have for sure but um yeah so today we're going to be kind of diving in to our black Widow review first going to kind of you know give the people what they want on the front end because we're just that nice so leo and i actually saw it um at home <laughs> the first time around <laughs> but hey that's okay actually Lee, i wanted to show you a nice little feature here that i found we're gonna get high as f- <laughs> <laughs> it's a swear <laughs> it's oh my god amazing that i is love amazing. this it's 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 phenomenal it came so, with a nice sounds like mind control to me it, <laughs> well, it came with a nice little update, like I told Devin before, and I was just like, yes, like I have to use this as much as I possibly can. But yeah, so let's um let's get straight into our Black Widow review um right after this.
All right. And we are back for a Black Widow review. And don't worry, guys. I haven't forgot about the most important part. Like, I, I really got to hype us up here. So let me start that over. This is our Black Widow review. <laughs> Yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Natasha. Yelena. <laughs> Other widows. <She> Leo's <laughs> like, I didn't hear this one before. I thought he was gonna play the trap music. Fear not. Hey. It's all here. It is all here and it's all good. We're just having a great old time. But I wanted to get straight into this because it's it's been forever since we've had a Marvel movie in theaters nearly over a year this movie has really just man how many times has it been pushed back it's it's escaped us so many times it's just been in our grasps and it just slips away we were so close in may it was supposed to come out may earlier this year right yeah and then they were like oh well we don't know if we're gonna put it on you know streaming or if we're gonna do a hybrid thing or if it's just gonna be only in theaters i thought it was gonna be in only in theaters but it looks like they kind of surprised us there so it's, I really don't know how the box office is going to look whatsoever, but I'm just very, very excited that Marvel movies are back in theaters. And this is my second time seeing it. Leo, have you seen it a second time yet? No. And I'm upset. Oh. Like, I wish I would have got to catch it today in the theaters, but not yet. Okay. Okay. I got you. Yeah. I, I got to lie. Uh, I mean, not, I'm sorry. I, I have, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Um, watching it at home the first time, like, it does kind of suck, but I will say the number one thing is if they just got rid of that, you know, that giant little watermark in the middle of the screen and moved it somewhere else, I, I would have I would have enjoyed it a little bit more. So it's it's more of a suggestion, Disney Plus. Please, Patience. please, please. You know what? I'm just grateful to get the opportunity. I am. I am. I am definitely grateful. Don't don't get me wrong. It's it's just a small little nitpick I have. If not, you know. I, I don't control this stuff, but just a suggestion more so. But uh, let's start off with Devin really quick. Get your quick thoughts, your first initial reactions before we kind of dive into the spoilers, since this is your literally your first time seeing the movie. Oh, yeah. Fresh blood. <laughs> I, I loved it. Like start to finish all of it. Like, and I've been saying it all along. I was telling you guys, Florence Pugh, Florence Pugh will save the day. And she was just the the star of the show unequivocally. I just okay. loved it. That's really, really great to hear. I was actually very worried about what Devin was going to think. Because <laughs> we, well, we were, well, you're the one that doesn't like spy movies. So I'm curious what you think. Well, you might be a little surprised here. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. Like when it comes to like Jason Bourne, I don't care for Jason Bourne. Well, um, this, this was this was very Jason Bourne like in some ways. They, they just, they but just this is Bourne identity, Jason Bourne. This yeah. ain't the Bourne legacy and all that mess. <laughs> yeah, this is the, the clean Bourne. Yeah, that even later Bournes. Whoo, they. I'm, I'm gonna be real. At the Bourne identity, it just goes downhill. Yeah, I stopped. Much like the Fast and Furious franchise after Fast Seven. <laughs> Ooh, well, yeah, I don't know. Hans and Shaw was a, a, a peak. Yeah, I was a peak that. in the in the in the road, but I don't know about the rest. Yeah, I, I know what you mean, but I'm I'm really glad that you liked it, Devin. Let me pass this over to Leo really quick because I know he is a huge 
Marvel show, as are we all, to be completely honest. <laughs> I also just wanted to say I saw it in an IMAX theater. Oh, did you? Dol- Dolby is so much better. Like, I didn't even notice. They said 22 minutes of extra wide footage or something. Didn't even notice. I So, uh, Leo, really quick, before we get into your quick thoughts, where, where do you land on the IMAX versus Dolby uh, debacle? Or do you just... Um, I don't have a preference, to be honest. I, yeah. I probably like IMAX maybe a smidge more, but... Mm. Okay. I, 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 honestly, both experiences are better than just a regular screen. So it doesn't yeah. help that AMC IMAX has really bad chairs. That is at least the ones I've been thing. to. Yeah. Oh no, now they got the recliner seats at some of these. Oh, not, not for me. Not for me either. That's why we we, we get we get, gym, we get auditorium seats in our <laughs> we get, we high get school the, auditorium. The seventh grade seats. <laughs> them chairs out. That are just stiff as a brick. Yes. Like you can't even rock back. It's like, no. Like you can kind of like lean back in mind, but like they sh- they're still like at the core <laughs> audience. Like Super. those seventh grade auditorium chairs. Yeah. Thank you for flying on Frontier type chairs. Like, damn. <laughs> Spirit. <laughs> Spirit Airlines. Welcome. Let me take your ticket. Yep. Yep. I'll be uh, experiencing them later on in the year. So that'll be a lot of fun. <laughs> But yeah, so we're usually Dolby boys over here just because we we, we love the recli- recliner seats. I do like IMAX, but there's something I guess, yeah, about I guess it just depends. I'd be, and if, if IMAX had the seats near uh, me, then I guess it would be a lot closer. Yeah, yeah, I do agree for sure. So uh, back to Leo here. So give me your first thoughts about Black Widow. Oh my goodness. So I think coming off of it, I was on a big Marvel high. Like I was like, look, hearing that Marvel theme again on a movie, because we've heard it throughout WandaVision and the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but you had something to come back to the next week. Hearing it for the first time right before a movie, like got so much hype. absolute hype. Imagine that in a theater too. Oh, oh my, my god. god. Well, all right, Devin, brag it up. Yeah, I'm going tomorrow, full, man. A full theater with with everyone surrounding oh you. Oh my just gosh, I'm so feel that energy to check it out again. It it it's just honestly, Marvel movies are a big phenomenon in the sense that they are the first to just accomplish this massive universe. But going back to Black Widow, absolutely love Florence Pugh in this movie. And look, that's not to say anything against Scarlett Johansson and her performance as Natasha Romanoff. Cause I thought she killed it as well. Yeah. She's but, great. We know, we know to expect. She's of course, great. of course. But, uh, but um, Florence Pugh is really good in this role. I mean, she just demands great camera presence. She's quippy. She's funny, but you know when to take her serious. She has great control of, the, of her expressions and the way she expresses herself through her character just really, really well done. I, I like seriously. I am so excited for Marvel to take this star. I mean, heck, at yeah. this point, we all know Florence Pugh, and just roll with her and get, bring her into more movies and more shows in the MCU. We already know where this is going next. I don't know if we're diving into spoilers quite yet, but we already know where we're rolling on in the next movie. And it's just great to see her really do such a great job this time around. And also, the other cast members are great as well. Rachel Weiss. Um, Remind me the dude. David the, Harbour. Yeah, David Harbour. I, I love the casting in this movie. Yeah. It's all so perfect. And I know yeah. I know some complaints were that Rachel didn't really get a lot of screen time, but typically in a Marvel movie, somebody's going to have to be sacrificed in terms of the screen time. So she ended up being the one without the most. But I just really enjoy myself. Some of the CGI gets pretty messy towards the end. Like, eh. 
But I really, I had a fun time. And I know there are complaints out there about it being maybe a little formulaic and not the best Marvel movie. I would agree it's middle of the pack, but it's still fun. It's still good. I would say the action's a little bit unbalanced. I think that the beginning of the movie, very action heavy. Kind of like a Marvel movie. I mean, Civil War did this, but they seem to weave in the action a little bit more in Civil War and in the Falcon and, or I'm sorry, Captain America, the Winter Soldier, that's going to be really tough to to remember. But (laughs) Captain America, the Winter Soldier, the second Cap movie, they do another great job of just tethering action in so well with the dialogue and with with other scenes. Here, I think it kind of leaned heavy in the beginning, heavy in the, the end, not so much in the middle. And I think I wanted more of that sprinkle effect that Marvel knows how to do so well in Avengers, Cat movies, Thor movies. Like, I wanted some more action. Okay. Okay. I, th- I think the question is, as far as Florence Pugh goes, did she get one of those beefy ten-year Marvel contracts, or was that before so, before they they terminated those? Yeah, I'm, I'm like y'all already know. Look, it's BS. This is not for the current people they're working with. I think this is past the phase four and the, yeah. the next few phases. No freaking way can you tell me that Florence Pugh doesn't have a contract for four or five or six movies. The person in the post credit, just gonna keep it there. That person definitely has four. That, or five that had quite the reaction movies. in my theater. That was that was really interesting. Good reaction or a lot of confusion, I would say. Oh, uh, ooh. Wow. I feel like people aren't up to date on the shows. That might be yeah. why. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Okay. Okay. So yeah, uh, my experience going in, of course, uh, like I said, the first time I watched it was at home. And just, I literally just got back from the theater as well, just because I, I had to see it a second time. You know, it's it, it's always important, especially for us critics, to kind of, you know, it's it's easy to tell someone else to go support these movies in theaters. While you know, there are a lot of us who are, I guess, more privileged or um, fortunate enough to watch these at home um, for essentially no extra cost. But it is important to. Um, you know, really support your, your local theater. So like in, any time that I see a movie at home, like I, I always plan to see it like that weekend on the big screen. Cause like, it is a different experience. And I think the second time around, I really did enjoy it. Like, I mean, I loved it the first time, um, but like, I really, really enjoyed it the second time around. There's a lot of things that I didn't really catch the first time with being at home. Um, but yeah, I, I had a great time with this. Like you guys said, you know, Florence Pugh, absolutely steals the show i really love the family aspect of this um of this movie and they really make you like care for these characters oh yeah it fits so well in between this movie fits so well in between like civil war and um and infinity war like they yeah like they introduce like new villains and stuff but it's not like a grand scale like they don't try to retcon anything like it is very just you know i I can't even call this a prequel because i know a lot of people are calling it that this is more of like a middle ground yeah thing because can we really call it a prequel if it you know fits in between you know the the phase one through three yeah phase one through three um storyline it's just it's great and i can't wait to see where they, you know, this does set up for future projects because of the um, post credit scene, which we'll get here to here in a bit. But yeah, I, I just really, really enjoyed it. Like, yeah, that's what everyone was wondering. Like, how are they going to make a movie work with a dead character? 
Um, I mean, they did it with Star with Anakin in Star Wars, so they did. Yeah, I agree. They, they they pulled it off. They balanced. They always balanced past, present, and future perfectly, and they did it here again. Yeah, just threading that needle. Yeah, they really, really did. So, all right. Uh, I feel like we, you know, we're we're ready to. You're, we're we're warmed. We're warmed up here to start talking about the spoilers. So, are are you guys ready for that? Oh yeah. Let's just dive on in. All right. Oh yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, now. We are in the spoiler section again. Where do we, where do we begin? <laughs> Yo, You're I'm so- just gonna start from the from the end, guys. Like Julia Louis Dreyfus popping up was amazing. There, there are I- there are a lot of WTFs in the theater. Yeah, like, so yeah, it, I was curious on the on the screen. Yeah, I was curious to hear about that because I I was chatting with the Cinemania group and they a lot of them didn't really like it because it was a bit of a tone shift. I kind of liked it because I felt like okay, we get this very hard moment where we see Elena walking up to Natasha's grave really sad a last little goodbye for Black Widow then you get you hear this like somebody this, blowing their yeah. nose like I just think that's so Marvel yeah. I'm that allergic I, to the I Midwest. love that moment what's that <laughs> she said I'm allergic to the Midwest <laughs> yeah I, I love I mean, and Julia Louis-Dreyfus honestly you put her in anything I'm I'm sorry she, she's not even in that many things too that's what makes it so crazy Veep Lorraine can you name much else? I mean, there's yeah. plenty more, but yeah, she's known for those two things. But it's just, you know, I, I think that was an awesome appearance. But you bring up a good point, Devin. It sounds like people were confused. Yeah, I, I think the casual viewers gonna... haven't really been caught up on Falcon and the Winter Soldier to realize well, that she supp- exists. This was supposed to come out first. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of and, and it kind of actually works that it came out second. Because I think it would have been honestly more confusing for me, at least, seeing this and then being like, wait, she's sending Elena out to hop. Yeah, it makes What's it a worse end credit scene. Yeah. Yeah. If if it was in that order. Yeah. That what did is you guys true. think about um Taskmaster? Um I'm, I still don't know how to feel about the reveal. Who, who are you guys was. expecting? It's what I, I like know. I like that it wasn't anybody that anybody expected or guessed. I like that, but it also, at the same time, that's kind of a like a flaw because it's like, who is this person at the end of the day? Yeah, you know, I I think what I thought I thought it was Rachel Weiss who was um, for a second I thought it was too. Yeah, yeah, I was like I thought, I thought Taskmaster was Rachel Weiss, but you know, I love the idea. Don't like the execution. I think even if this had been something that was haunting Natasha. Yeah, they established it before this movie. Yeah, like even if we had gone back to Captain America 2, Avengers Age of Ultron, and this was just something that had been haunting her for a while. Oh my gosh, I, since we're in spoilers, I killed this little girl, yada yada. Like something that had been haunting her through the MCU movies, I would have bought it and I would have loved it because that's that's another um, nice surprise. That's another overarching issue that I saw. Whenever Natasha and, and Hawkeye talked about Budapest, it was always like, fondly and like jokingly but you you killed a child why are you right it kind of like that doesn't really mix well with what they established before a little problematic like uh, yeah uh, maybe not joke about that one <laughs> yeah well you had david harbert coming out saying like you know he was proud of his girls you know even though it was like a fake family you killed like, oh. so many people <laughs> My theater literally ate that up. Um, I didn't stay for the um, second credit scene with Yelena afterwards because I had to 
come back here and yeah. record because I look. I, I was also going to bring that up. I just I love how everybody is just trained by the MCU to just wait for the entire credits just in that theater. No one left, not even yeah. one person. I was literally it's like, like we're brainwashed. <laughs> and you know, Honestly, people- it happens in more than even Marvel movies now. Like, yeah, you'll just see big blockbusters. People are chilling. And then, Fast and Furious, apparently. I didn't stay for that one. Fast 9. Yeah, it had a post credit, and uh, it, it was the best part of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Leo. <laughs> I mean, I'm just being real. Like, I'll, I'll be honest here. When the post credit came up, me and like several other people started like clapping because it was like, oh, my God, finally, a yeah. refreshing like moment in this movie. <laughs> so yeah. um, I guess besides the, like, the reveal of Taskmaster, what did you guys think of the actual design and like character? I thought it was badass. I thought it was cool. But uh, going back to the reveal really quick, um, I just thought like. It made like I guess for me it made sense because it wasn't like the super big bad person. It was someone within, you know, um, within Scarlet or excuse me Natasha's um, past. But I do agree that they kind of they they should have sprinkled everything. Obviously, you know, this is better late than never. They were actually getting a Black Widow movie, but I I thought it was I thought it was like fine. Like I wasn't like over the moon, but I don't know who else would have been as a reveal. I was like, oh, okay, it's just like the big bad was, you know, the guy who ran the red room. But I mean, you know, he's just this big kind of Italian. Another mob. suit. <laughs> yeah. Just like they did suit. in uh, Captain America 2. Yeah. But I really like how they, um, you know, his pheromones, how like none of the widows can like physically harm him. Because of his pheromones, I thought that was really cool. As but soon we'll as I heard that, that, I was like, I was like, break that nose, girl. <laughs> but sorry, Devin, go, go ahead. I did not mean to cut you off. I, I really liked um, the design of Taskmaster overall. Uh, he had like the Terminator vibes, just like constantly chasing him, just always right there. Also Sub-Zero vibes, just the way he was silently stalking in the new Mortal Kombat. <laughs> but I, just, I always love the silent, like just kind of scary antagonist that just chases you everywhere. What do you got? How would you guys felt if it was like uh, just like a robot? Like I felt like that would have been. I mean, way it, ba- more it basically was. That would have been worse. She didn't that, have a brain, really. Yeah, that's kind of what She's how alive. they executed it. And <laughs> I, I, I wasn't know, a big fan. Like, yeah. honestly, I'll be real. Like, the that was, was probably that. the biggest letdown for me is because the Taskmaster is like this character, Anthony Masters in the comics, who his actual ability and superpower is to photogenically remember every fighting style that he comes across and he can mm. copy it within like seconds of seeing it. And I wanted to see that. I wanted to see so much more of that, him like mimicking. And and I feel like we got one scene of her looking at footage. And I just thought, okay, this really takes away from it. I would have loved if there was like a flashback when maybe they were staking out and they saw the Avengers and Taskmaster was learning all these moves. I would have loved to see more Taskmaster actually being Taskmaster. Because to me, it was just a robot assassin. It was like you were saying, Devin, it was like the Terminator. But mm-hmm. Taskmaster ain't like that. And Taskmaster, in my opinion, is a better and bigger villain mm. than just this kind of cyborg lackey who's just second fiddle to this suit. I just think a mm, little bit of a missed opportunity. But they could also bring the ma- yeah, mantle Yeah, I was back. just going to bring that up. just going to bring that up. Like, do, you, do we think he could, or I guess she... Could just be, I mean, it could just be anybody that they have the suit and the technology, right? They could bring yeah, them back. I mean, I guess so. I mean, it seems that she was still conscious for 
like after the um the end like antidote like kind of hit her. Um so it seems that she's still there. I was actually more like interested to see how she survived that explosion because I was like, you should have been burnt to a crisp. Well, but, did she survive or was she just dead and they just like put stuff in her brain? I don't know. They didn't really touch on that, but uh, I I do agree with both of your guys' points. I do wish the villain was a little bit more. I mean, like it was personal, yes, for Black Widow, but for the audience, they could have yeah, done d- better. It didn't with mean that. much for us because yeah. we didn't know who she was. Yeah, for sure, absolutely. But yeah, I I do agree with that point. Um, but yeah, the the villain were, was was okay. But uh, the, so speaking of when, when Leo was saying that Rachel Weisz didn't get that too much screen time, but there was also another character. Yeah, I was gonna bring that up. It's really confusing to me. The Mason character. He was just what? What are they there. trying to? What are they trying to set up with that? Because he got so much screen time. Yeah, oh. um, the black the guy, friend, like the oh, oh, the connect friend. that. Yeah, she I was had. like, is this supposed to be like a thing? Like, because everyone, they, everyone thought he was going to be Taskmaster going into the movie. Like that was a big theory that he was Taskmaster, just because no one knows mm. who he is. That would have been lame. Yeah, that would have been horrible. I would have been like, who yeah. is this person? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, are they like, I couldn't tell. I was like, are they an item? Like, they were kind of flirting. Yeah. And then at the end, he gets friend zoned and he hates it. Yeah, that was very know. confusing. I was like, all right. Because I feel like Marvel always has a plan. And to give him this much screen time, there's got to be something else to it. But I can't figure it out. Maybe he's next to the power broker with Sharon Carter. Was that what, was she the power yeah. broker? I, yeah, 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 yeah. What a stupid reveal that ended up being. <laughs> I mean, I like Sharon Card. I was just like, you guys are no, I can't. Not I can't get behind that. Barely any build up at all. And I know it was the theory around the town and it was convincing. It was definitely yeah. you could see it coming, but it just was executed was King so King, poorly. Ooh, Kingpin would have been nice. That Could been- you imagine Vincent D'Onofrio like being the guy, like her just jumping on the phone <laughs> and being like, All right, I got the blah blah blah. And and he just turned around in that chair. There's me in front of Vanessa. <laughs> <laughs> when he slammed homeboy's head in that damn car, woo, you knew like, Kingpin was not playing when I was that like, happened. Okay, not your normal villain. Let's go. Mm-mm. Yeah. But back on Black Widow, a couple other issues I had. Um, the second act was mm, dragged, y'all. It was another, in my opinion, and I would say, this is weird to say, but it's the first half of the second act. It's like half of the second act. It's kind of just dragging because you have the same problem they have with Captain Marvel where they just sew every character into this one setting for so long. And I'm like, okay, this is what's good about the Captain America and Thor movies. Everybody's constantly on the move. Yeah. They go from setting to setting to setting. Like here, it was just like, oh. Are you talking about like the, the dinner table? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're for me, I, 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 liked like it. I liked it just because uh, Florence Pugh and David Harbour just really carried it. Just the way I see, they, and I like chemistry. that bit with them, but like I feel like the the dinner table is dragging on maybe a little, little long, and some of the other stuff, the pigs and all that. I'm like, come on now, like I, I do love that this. that she named it Alexi. <laughs> Alexi. That was yeah, that was funny. That was good. You don't see the resemblance. <laughs> yeah, I I I I personally like that because I guess for me it was more of just like a little bit of a breather, but it's not like it was, it was like, also showing them like connecting again and just regaining that bond. Yeah. I love like heavy dialogue scenes like that. I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, I, I love, love, love a good action scene and you know, Florence Pugh and Scarlett Johansson really 
I mean, their, their fight was, I was like, oh my God, like they were like really getting into it. But yeah, I really just like the dialogue heavy scene. And I think that scene itself is really what made me care for these characters, especially with the intro of the entire movie and the uh, the remake of the song that they did, like that, that was. Just, I was just gonna. I was just gonna say that. How I thought that that opening credit was so cool, so clever. Like I was like, oh, I could watch this on literally repeat. They got Nirvana, mm-hmm. smells like Teen Spirit. Yeah, remix. so good. I was, and so it was good. it was really long too. That that feels like it never happens in a Marvel MCU movie. Like a really long opening credit. Yeah, I loved yeah. it. It and was it was a great I, too. Sorry, guys. Yeah, and I thought the whole like little opening kind of dipping back in the chop. I was like, this was done well. Like that this- opening was really, really good. Mm-hmm. Like it just it just like launches it right into it. Yeah, great way to step into the movie and not not drag too long with that. It was about eight, nine minutes, maybe. Mm. Like not drag on too long with all that. Cruella might have been a minute or two too long. But this Cruella was, was yeah. definitely <laughs> like on point and it just it just like straps you right in i just wish the action was a little more balanced just a little more like i felt it was top heavy and bottom heavy and then nothing nothing how did you uh well i guess like what 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 do you mean by balance like like i wish that it was sprinkled in throughout the movie a little bit more i think you had a hand-to-hand with natasha and yelena you had yelena retrieving the little capsule yeah you had uh taskmaster go attack natasha then we don't even see taskmaster again do we uh no not for a while very end yeah towards the very end yeah so some like taskmaster in my opinion needed to pop back up once or twice um david harbour in that prison scene i was like why is he not like beating up beating down on some of these guys like it just kind of felt guardian (laughs) right i'm like this is a guy that's like i'm I'm Captain America's enemy, even though Cap has no idea who he yeah. is. Yeah. Uh, he came first, like, didn't he? Didn't Red Guardian come first, technically? Yeah. I, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. So. No, no, no. Or, Cap was World War One, two. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm getting my I, Why am I blanking? So. Is it World War One? What? I read... Yeah, I think it was... Yeah, World, World War... Uh, I mean, World War Two was, was the Nazis. Yeah, no. I think it was World War Two. That's right, because Hydra, yeah. Bill Hydra, that yeah, was Hydra. yeah, yeah, it was, it was <laughs> the and, and, and punching, punching in Hitler. That was yeah, the yeah, classic. Yeah, yep, yep. That's what so, it was. yep, it's World War Two. Okay. Yeah, I was like, I, I was trying to scramble through my brain and like find something. I'm like, what is it? And then yeah, it's like it's old. But how old is it? <laughs> yeah, I know, I know what you mean though. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, man, it, it's it was just a great ride overall. Like, I'm just, I'm really happy that Scarlett Johansson got. Finally got her movie. Yeah, especially after Iron Man 2 where she started. Like, going back and watching that, it's just like the disrespect. Like, she was just like, she was nothing. She was just. I mean, I know the side character. Eye candy. Yeah. Yeah. And I think she actually commented on that for a while. And, you know, it's it's just really nice to finally get a more grounded story with her. You know, it's it's a tale of a. uh, of a fallen hero, an exciting story of a fallen hero, if you will. I will say that I think it would have worked better if it came out in Captain Marvel spot or right after civil war. Yeah. That's that's definitely the biggest complaint that I've seen is that it just, it's just too late. Like it really should have come out earlier and there's no really debating that. And Natasha kind of gets sidelined a little bit. Like, 
I thought she Florence did a great does job, steal the show, obviously. Yeah, Yelena steals the show, and then you've got David Harbour, and you've got Rachel Weiss. Like, you've got these big heads, you know what I mean? And it's like, ah, uh, she gets kind of sidelined every now and then. Like, some scenes, she's just not the character, like, in the cabin. I did like the interaction between Yelena and David Harbour's character, the Red Guardian, more than I liked her and Rachel Weiss. So yeah. it's just like, oh, sometimes yeah. she kind of got pushed aside in her own movie, and I'm like, man, I... Give it a little more, y'all. A more. <laughs> and that's that's one thing that, that um we know she lives, and that's one thing that has an impact on that because we don't really care what she's going through because she's gonna live. We don't have there's no stakes. But for Elena, on the other hand, when she um, when she tried to sacrifice herself, I was freaking out. I was gonna be so mad. You have to give me Hawkeye. Do not die. <laughs> Oh like, man, I can't wait to see her in Hawkeye. So it, yeah, is it confirmed she's in Hawkeye? Or I think I remember seeing that. Oh yeah, that that was yeah. that I'm pretty it, sure post credit locked it in. Like she's definitely in Hawkeye. Yeah, <laughs> just see a picture of Clint Barton. I was like, <laughs> he, he's a cutie, isn't he? <laughs> he was like, hey, <laughs> right? Like, uh oh. I know it's gonna be a Clint, picture of representing. <laughs> okay, picture this. We're gonna get a Haley Steinfeld versus Florence Pugh battle at some point. Oh my god! Just, just picture that. For the longest Ooh. time for Haley Seinfeld, everyone's like, is she going to be an Hawkeye? Is she going to play Kate Bishop? And everyone's like, well, I don't know. And then she's like, yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's real. Just she imagine that, that, that them squaring day. off. Oh, my. Oh, my God. Save She-Hulk and uh, Moon Knight. I'm definitely, like, that's the most. I, I'm yeah. excited for that the most, besides those two. I almost forgot about those uh, those shows. We, we have so much. We got the What If series trailer today, so that was a lot of fun, too. Was, and I that drops thinking. in August. So check yes, this out, guys. Perfect. We have What If in August, Shang-Chi in September. I want to say Hawkeye is going to drop in October because probably. And then November's Eternals, December Spider-Man. We are Marvel locked. That, that, that oh. Eternals trailer in the theater was so much better in the theater. It, did, did it play in your guys' theater? It did not play. Yeah. It, did not play it, it looked amazing on the big screen. I didn't get, well, what other? Oh, I got Jungle Cruise for Disney. Um, I was actually looking forward to like another Space Jam trailer, but they didn't even show it's it. It's like, too late for that. What? It's coming out next week. No, nah, I mean, that's a good time. I think. Yeah, I mean, Jungle Cruise comes out towards the end of July too. So, I, I but it's know. a Marvel movie. They like, nah, we ain't gonna promote that bullshit. <laughs> yeah, we don't. They don't like. More. I got Snake Eyes trailer. <laughs> I don't know what I feel. What to think about that one? I like oh, I think it's Shang Chi though. I think it's Shang Chi. That's right. Oh, ooh, I yeah. bet that looked good. It was the great. Uh, the graphics and marketing for Snake Eyes looks exactly the same as Black Widow. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, the, same. yeah, the color yeah. the color schemes very similar. The logos, the posters. Everything. I'm like, dang this! Somebody just said, "Wow, I've been inspired." Oh my god, I'm gonna make <laughs> an original piece, and it looked the exact same though. It was a decent trailer though. It was. It was. I mean, I'll I'll go see it because of Henry Golding. Like. He's awesome. Yeah, I do love me some Henry Golding, but I don't know. The next, he... the next Bond? Question mark. Mm. See, I would, I would like him in that better than this. I just, yeah, because this is an irrelevant so franchise for yeah, the most part. It's unnecessary. It's like, why are we digging up GI Joe and saying, yeah, let's give the most mysterious character <laughs> who doesn't talk, who has a fucking face mask on, we're gonna give him an origin story. Him. Yeah, like it's just like really. It's a Why trend him? now. It's it's a trend to give these anti-heroes, you mm-hmm. know, their their due, and even with what "Don't Breathe" too. It's the anti-villain. He's, he's an anti-villain. Which yeah, sounds I heard like a, some 
weird stuff about what he did in the first movie, and I'm like, why are we like rooting for him? Have you like, not seen I don't it? Know about, oh, yeah, it's boy. very. The second trailer is very. The second movie trailer is very confusing. If you see the first movie, I've been spoiled about sense. the stuff he does in the first movie. And yeah, I'm like, why are we like? Why are we following this character? Like, oh, he's a good guy, you know. Like he's just going through some stuff. <laughs> Man, oh man! But yeah, but what, uh, did, what did we? What did you guys think of the the second like face mask reveal thing that they have done in the MCU here? I actually like. Yeah, the, so, I like this one was much better. I think yeah. than the first one from um, Winter Soldier. Yeah. So sorry, <laughs> got a little bit of a tangent from Black Widow, but that's okay. It's, it's wait, it, wait, it's wait. What? what face mask? The face like the, mask the, reveal. The mask technology where they have the the face the fake, swap, the fake face. That oh oh that. yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Well, what, so yeah, he was asking, what, what did you think about it in Black Widow compared to like uh, Winter Soldier? I don't think it's going to get any better than did Captain America 2. Oh, okay, okay. Ooh. Oh, damn. Okay, damn. You got I th- I Are we talking about a mask in y'all? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm totally yeah, like, lost. Like when, like um, when the mask the, comes off. Yeah, when Yelena or when, uh, when, when Natasha when, was... Um, oh, oh, yeah. oh, excuse me. I thought yeah, we were yeah. talking about characters demasking themselves. Oh, I was no, like, no, no, Bucky no. with that mask, drop it. That, that, that was that. awesome. Yeah, but, yeah um, the about face the, swap um, was cool. I thought yeah. I, it, it threw me off. Honestly, yeah, I was it like, really yeah. did. I was, we like, did we, I was like, all right, she's e- Rachel Weiss is evil. Fine, yeah. like, I get it. But then they immediately switched it on you. I was like, okay, yeah, like I, I definitely like that face swap technology more in Black Widow than in Captain America too. Like it was cool in Captain America too, but like this one, it just I was like, was there a face swap in Cap too? I don't remember which was it Civil War. Winter no, Soldier. it was it was it was Winter Soldier. It was it was with Natasha. I, yeah, it was Natasha and it was, and it was yeah. another lady, like a senator yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, when she tricked Bucky. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that was tight. And yeah. then um, Sharon Sharon Carter did it in. Oh, that's talking right. in the Winter Soldier. I was like generous, genuinely surprised of like Widow. I was like, oh wow, like okay, I did not see that coming whatsoever. So, yeah, that was right. a good twist. That was a nice one. I was like, okay, so there, because I was confused when which of uh, Rachel Weiss's characters said, you know, when, when they're after the dinner table and they kind of like split off into their own dialogue scenes, and she had told uh, Natasha that like, oh, like I alerted the Red Room and they're going to be on the way here soon, and like you know, Natasha, she didn't you know react like what like how could you do that blah 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 it was more of like a planned thing i was like i loved it and david harbour was just like left out of the entire yeah, thing he's not important <laughs> poor david he was, he was like <laughs> you, you know you know it's a, it's a good thing he's funny because he does nothing else yeah she was like she can't hear you he's like what he's like you don't have an earpiece <laughs> i know when he just started talking i'm like look at this dude y'all He's pouring his heart out for poor Dave. Yeah, I knew it as soon as he started talking, he didn't have one in. <laughs> oh man, that was funny. But yeah, uh, was there anything else you guys kind of wanted to touch on? You know, I wanted to open up the floor. I know we've been kind of going back and forth uh, before we get into our um, into our uh, not our review. My gosh, our ratings. Excuse me, it's been a long day. Uh, but was there anything else I uh, wanted to pass it to Leo that you kind of wanted to touch on or talk about? Um, yeah, so Thunderbolts. It oh, sounds yeah. like a, what, they, what was cool. We saw Thunderbolt Ross, y'all. Yeah, we yeah. saw Ross at the beginning. So I'm like, okay, 
Is he Red Hulk? Like, I just, I need the MCU to just please shine a light down and really reveal to us. It's just, it's just, he's such an old, he's such an old actor. I don't, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, I don't know if I'm, if I'm really down for that. Maybe they'll pull an MCU and make another character Red Hulk and she recruits him. I'm cool with that because I'm kind of like, he's so, he's, he's older, you know? I just don't know if he can physically do it. Like, well, I mean, with CGI, yeah. If it's a full CGI Hulk, like that would make sense. I'm like, somebody get um, uh, what's J.K. Simmons in the spot? Get Andy Serkis in there doing his motion capture, right? If we want, if we want an old man, get J.K. Simmons, bro. Honestly, he is he is built like an ox. Yeah, it sounds like the Thunderbolts have been around for a few years. Yeah, since that post credit scene. Yeah, and Yelena is a member, which is also surprising. Yeah, Yelena, uh, we got um, John Walker. So those two are the confirms. Maybe Zemo. Oh, yeah. And then uh, (laughs) Definitely Zemo. Like, I I guess that would be the team is um, Lady Hydra, Madam Mm. Hydra, excuse me, uh, Red Hulk, Yelena, um, John Walker, and Red Hulk. Yeah, maybe. That'd be a cool little show, man. Like, they have it already. Anti Avengers. <laughs> I like that. And now apparently she's anti Hawkeye. That is that's also a very interesting perspective because us as the audience, we know that we know how that went down. Obviously, he didn't kill um, Natasha, but it's cool to see that the outside perspective is like what actually happened because they don't really know. Yeah. That 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 it's and it's still funny to me. Like the picture that they use, it just cracked me up. It's right. like I, Jeremy Renner's just a walking <laughs> meme. That's all it is. It was just like him and his hawk. Oh, hey guys, what's going on? It's like an old school sitcom where they're going right. through the cast. They're doing something. Like, oh, hi! I didn't realize. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was going to be a picture of him and like his family or something. I'm like that was right. It's just him walking. Like the hell? I was like, where, where did you take this picture? <laughs> Probably some random security camera. Probably. I want to know. And it was if, frames. <laughs> I want to know if Madam Hydra disappeared during the snap. Oh, maybe yeah. that's where she did all her planning when everything else was in the dumps. Oh, I was going to say while she was snapped. <laughs> I was like, oh, very impressive. <laughs> right. Because Spider Man said it was all black and Homeboy is a superhuman. So that would be impressive <laughs> as hell. She's He's got like, spidey senses and you couldn't even see. Yeah, she's just sitting there planning, planning her demise while dusted. <laughs> she comes back. I've got it. <laughs> no, yeah, that, that was great stuff. But I wanted to pass it over to Devin. Anything else you wanted to touch on before we get into ratings? I think we covered a fair amount here. We got a lot. Yeah. We had a lot to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I guess, um, Devin, we'll just start off with you. Uh, what would you give your rating of Black Widow? I'm going to go with a solid B plus like a, like an 80, 88, 87, somewhere around there. Just really enjoyable. As far as ranking amongst the rest of the MCU, I'd say like upper middle, if that makes sense. Like definitely not on the lower end, but somewhere around there. All right. Leo, what about you? Um, yeah, I'm sitting at a solid B, 80 out of 100, 8 out of 10. I was at an eight and a half after, right after I was like, oh my God, yeah. I recorded my review and I was just, <laughs> y'all, I was high on, on Marvel, okay? Yeah, but, I saw it, man. Yeah. You were, you were going. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, I was, this movie is, and now it's just kind of like, you know, 
realistically, looking back on it, it's about an eight, eight out of 10, high seven and a half. I think it's middle of the pack Marvel. I think it's on my rating is number 15. So it's about middle of the pack. Um, but still a great outing. Still awesome. The action is great. I love the espionage that's incorporated into it. I love getting to actually finally explore a movie with Natasha at the forefront. We've been asking for this since Iron Man 2. So it is great to finally get it, even though it does feel a little late. Still great, man. I, I enjoyed yeah. it for what it was. And Florence Pugh, we are so happy to have you in the MCU. Happy. Yeah! <laughs> very, very happy to have her. Thank you, um, thank you Kevin Feige, for dropping the bag in her lap. <laughs> that sweet Just, Marvel cash. Yes. <laughs> Ten year, ten year contract, ten movie contract. <laughs> oh yeah, she'll be in it, and she's only like what twenty four, twenty five. So like years for. I mean, you know, as long as she wants to, or whenever her contract ends. But yeah, I'm actually sitting at a B plus as well, more of like an eighty seven. Um, you know, I think we've pretty much covered everything. Um, rank Marvel ranking wise, I actually think I put this as like number ten or eleven. In my uh, MCU ranking, like I really did, I just enjoyed it. Like I, you know, it was like I've said, it's one of those perfect, like middle of the pack movies where like it just it fits exactly where it belongs. Because I've always wondered, you know, like what did happen between the events of Civil War and Infinity War? Where were these characters? We know some of them were, you know, locked up per se, but like the ones that are on the run, on the run, like what have them? What have they? <laughs> been doing this entire time so i'm glad we finally get to start to see that a little bit more and um i think they had said that there might like they, they keep using the word prequel but i'm like it's this is definitely not a prequel it's just um but they're saying that there could be more returning characters maybe within that time of either infinity war and endgame and or between civil war and uh infinity war i would like to see where some of them were <laughs> maybe get like an entire like <laughs> jail, <laughs> like mini series or something, just like their days like locked up. And I thought it'd be kind of funny, but yeah, um, definitely B plus for me in 87 and yeah, breaking, ranking in between probably, I think it's at number 10 right now, letterbox for my uh, overall MCU ranking. But yeah, that pretty much concludes the, this portion of our podcast. We're actually going to dive in to our shorter segment here, which is more of since, you know, we're halfway through the year, you know, it is July and we've seen a little bit more of a resurgence of movies as of late, especially after last year's dry spell and kind of wanted to go around the, uh, the show here and get everyone's top five uh, movies of 2021 so far, starting with number five and Leo, I'll kick it over to you and we'll, we'll try to do some more of a timely fashion. So we're not, you know, <laughs> okay i'll be caught in a quick then no uh, you're good man go, go ahead number five for me is raya and the last dragon i still haven't seen mitchell's versus machine so that very well might change i know i know y'all but i'm a little behind on a few <laughs> i'm a little behind on a few because i've been having to cover superman lois and invincible and i've had a couple other things but raya and the last dragon is for me Sorry, Luca. It is the best animated picture of this year. Not sorry. Uh, that Studio Ghibli movie that came out earlier this year. Not we sorry. Talk about, we we, we don't talk about that, Leo. We, we, we just but Ryan the Last Dragon was magical. <laughs> it was fun. It was a great ride. I love Raya as a character. And I love that it made 
Raya a warrior. We weren't going on this love journey and oh my, oh, she's got this romantic interest, even though people were speculating her and her best friend, which I kind of agree with. The, I, I, they weren't focusing on that. They weren't focusing on that romance. And I like that Raya was just the warrior, the centerpiece at the middle of the movie who just drove this film through so much. And I like the other characters that were with her as well. And I just, I love the camaraderie and the whole lore and them coming together. The animation's beautiful as usual. And uh, very excited for Encanto coming up in the Yes, week, so. dude. I Disney need to listen to that soundtrack right now i've been listening now. to in the heights for weeks like every day pretty much like a song or two it, it's it's all underneath my like repeat rewind but let's kick it back over to Devin. what is your number five movie of 2021 so far well first i wanted to give an honorable mention to i guess not technically a movie but inside by bo burnham it had okay. definitely production quality of a movie i would say but i love that one um, the number five, I'm going to throw in Black Widow. Ah, it sneaks in there. There we go. There we go. I love it. And we it. just talked it. a lot about it, so there's no real need to dive any deeper. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's kick it back over to me. I'm going to go with A Quiet Place Part 2 as my number five. Absolutely loved it. And it is it is just one of the most ultimate theatrical experiences I've ever witnessed. It's just the the sound mixing and just the story itself. Like I wish it was a little bit longer, but I'm I'm interested to see what part three is gonna bring. Um it, it definitely gave me the Last of Us uh part two vibes there a little bit, but it's just I, I just love that game so much. I'm sorry, y'all. But <laughs> yeah, like you, you had you had uh you know Emily Blunt and of course um John Krasinski himself sneaks his way into his own movie, much like Lemo uh Lemuel Miranda does with his island. But it was just it, it was it was a great tale, and I, in in ways, I think I like it better than the first. But nope. together, it's, <laughs> together, it's like you kind of you can't have one part without the other now because part two literally leads off where part one left off. So it is this grander scaled story. But yeah, number five for me is a quiet place part two. So back to Leo. What is your number four? Um, my number four is Cruella. I Ooh. absolutely <laughs> loved, loved the Emmas together. They are scene stealers, both of them. So when you have them on screen together, like, wow, they knock it dead. Emma Thompson is amazing in everything she's in, everything. Even if it's a bad movie, she's great. Emma Stone, great actress, but man, she really transformed here for Cruella. I mean, seriously put on this sinister act I've never seen her really put on before. She was incredible in the role, and not to mention the wardrobe, the fashion, the production design, the set. So immaculate. So good. Amazing needle drops. Like, I wow, I watched Cruella about three or four times. Did you really? Yeah, with the screener. Oh, I went to see it man, in theaters. Man. Honestly, gotta get a good use out of those screeners, to be honest. I, I haven't seen it yet. No, Devin is not. <laughs> Y'all getting on me about Mitchell's versus the machines. Yeah. All right now. <laughs> oh man, oh man. Um, all right. So <laughs> Corella is uh Leo's number four. Devin, what is your number four? All right, this is kind of iffy, but I don't really care. I'm gonna count it. Promising young woman. I'm putting it in there. It was like December twenty twenty and then oh, allow like, it. Because digital release in January. Yeah. I'm counting it. 
a lot of those, high, like even with the father, like how long did it take for the father to actually hit theaters? At least here in the U.S. But I, I'll, I'll allow that one. Promising a woman. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just great, great revenge movie. Not the best cover art for the Blu-ray, though. I was, I was a little disappointed with that mm. one. I was like, mm, well, that's okay. Like usually, I don't care too much about the Blu-ray uh, cover art, but that one kind of just stuck out to me. Um, my number four is Mitchell's versus the Machine. Oh yeah, absolutely loved it. I watched it for like a fourth time the other day when my parents were in town, and I just it, did it you just, make them watch it? Um, my mom was kind of like she was a little tired from like kind of sightseeing and stuff, but she was kind of like zoning in and out. Um, but I I just love this movie so much. Like Lord and Miller do not miss. They do not. It's just a bunch of weird, crazy humans just making a great product together, and just man, it's it, I I guess it's so relatable to us dealing with like technology and whatnot. But uh, and of course, you know, Katie going to film school. But it it was just a delight altogether, and I just absolutely loved it. Really hoping Netflix, please put that on Blu-ray so I can own it one day. I think Umbrella Academy actually just started rolling out with season one on Blu-ray as well. So that would be a lot of Yep, yeah. I was like, okay, okay, let's uh, Disney Plus, let's get on it. Give us that Mandalorian, that WandaVision, that Loki, let's go. They have to. They're not going to not take that money. <sighs> exactly. But uh, let's head over to our number three. Leo, back to you. Oh, so I totally forgot about a certain movie and Uh-oh. oh my gosh, I'm looking at my list and I'm just like, oh no, I cannot believe I forgot this. So I am going to break the rules a little bit and, and do two number threes. Okay. <laughs> I am going with A Quiet Place Part 2 for my first number three. A Quiet Place Part 2 is absolutely phenomenal, in my opinion, better than the first. I, I know a lot of people are not going to say <laughs> that, but my opinion, better than the first. I think it is a step up. It's like a stepping stone. It's the second act of the first movie, in my opinion. That's how it feels. Uh, I, I really like Krasinski, Emily Blunt, the two young actresses, the male and the, the female. They're great. No, they're amazing you? together. Uh, yeah. And I think that um, Cillian Murphy. Cillian Murphy is a great fit in, in my opinion, to come in after John Krasinski. And I love that they did not decide to kill him because I'm just like, okay, is every matriarch-like figure going to get killed? No. So that's nice yeah. that they didn't go with the trope there. Um, and then my other one is Demon Slayer Mugen Train. That's oh, what I'm talking about. My God. What <laughs> a freaking movie, y'all. Like this, this very well might be up there with this and Heroes Rising. My Hero Academia are the best anime movies I've seen in the past decade. Easily. Yeah. They are so damn good. And this one, we just finally get to explore a character who we kind of saw in the anime and then Finally, we got to see Rengoku in action and glory and amazingness and be and really set his heart ablaze and become the character that we really wanted to see. So I absolutely loved it. Packed with emotion. So much amazing action. And yeah, that's I, I had to had to squeeze that on the list. I can't believe I forgot it. You know, it's really funny you say that, Leo, because that is my number three. And I think we need to pay our respects to Goku really quick. We'll miss you. Rest in peace, Rengoku. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. It was crazy. But yeah, so that is my number three um, as well, man. It was, like like you said, like, 
it's it is a show like I love it how it ties into the main story. It isn't just like a one-off kind of like Dragon Ball Z type thing. Like it's there. Like it is there to tell for the main story, and the ending just kills me. And, but it's just oh man, it's so so good. Anyway, um, since I already revealed my number three, I'll kick it back over to Devin. What is your number three film of twenty twenty one? Number three, I'm going Judas and the Black Messiah. Nice, nice. Good stuff. Just, Good stuff. just not even not even knowing who Fred Hampton was before this movie is both embarrassing for me and for the overall U.S. education system. Yeah, his story is just so Man. important. Thank I'm God glad this it. movie told it. Everybody, I was like, "What is happening right now?" And I, I've known of it, but I never really knew this much of detail. So I'm really glad that we. You know they were able to share that story with the world because that that is that is in my number. Um, it's it's in my top ten for uh, 2021. But uh, going back over to number two for Leo, what is your number two? Number two for me is in the heights, y'all. Good morning, Usnavi. It is so good. Put $20 on today's lottery. Oh my and, God. and just to save time, it's also my number two. Must be a lucky day. Gotta so be. good. I mean, so good. The music, the acting, everything was just great. The set, the perfect the colors, summer the movie. Perfect summer movie. We, Unfortunately, it's so sad to hear about the box office, what happened with that, but it's a musical. Those are always extremely hit or miss. So, yeah, yeah. So, wow, what a cool way for Latin, uh, Latinx representation, bringing that on screen and really just giving us a perspective on a neighborhood that's not really talked about that much. Uh, maybe it is. I don't, I didn't, really I'd know never about heard Washington of it before Heights. the movie. Yeah, yeah I'd never, never heard, heard about Washington either. Heights. So, Cool to explore it. I know there's some backlash and some controversy, so I'm going to stay away from that. But really, really awesome movie. Love the singing. Love the acting. I've watched it 10 times now. I'm ashamed <laughs> to admit that. <laughs> okay. So Devin said, and Heights is his number two. So yep. my number two, uh, much like Devin's Bo Burnham, it's not necessarily a movie, but um, and I, I've been struggling going back and forth between my number one and number two. Right now, I do have uh, Billie Eilish's uh, The World's a Little Blurry documentary. It is just like it, it's on Apple TV Plus if you haven't had a chance to watch it, but it's it's so raw and it it, it shows a like just just everything that happens with like star like a, any kind of celebrity you know especially at a young age as young as she is going through fandom like this you know how does she deal with it the people how you know the people who are surrounded. Uh, through her, you know, giving her the advice, like her parents actually being supportive because you you do have, unfortunately, some uh, parents of like, you know, uh, rising stars that don't necessarily have the best interests um, in mind for um, their child. But it was just so raw of emotion. And I absolutely love Billy's uh, music. And I'm not sure if you know this, um, <laughs> Leo, but Devin and my mom share a birthday. And not only do they share a birthday, they share a birthday with Billie Eilish's father on yesterday. Yeah, it's, uh, their birthday was yesterday. So nice, happy yeah. belated birthday, homie! <laughs> Thank you. Got that? Got that free popcorn and drink from AMC. I was oh, living. I was living the life. <laughs> Kicking back in comfy. Exactly. AMC always pulling through. But yeah, Billie Eilish awards a little blurry. Definitely check it out. It's it's not your 
normal type of like music documentary. Like it really does take you on her journey. Um, kind of even her leading up to like her, like dominating uh, the Grammys a few uh, years ago. But yeah, it's, it's just a great, great time. I've seen it three times so far and I, I just love every second of it, but uh, let's kick it back over to Leo for his number one. All right, number one of 2021. Black Widow. No, I was kidding. <laughs> <Snake> eyes. <laughs> Bam, right up my alley. No, guys, it's Thunder Force, actually. Oh. My number one. <laughs> Whew. That's the number one worst movie of the year. Uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. Nice. There Easily. we go. I mean, everything's amazing. Kaluuya and his line delivery and just the script. And, and Lakeith Stanfield is... Absolutely amazing. Uh, everything about that movie was just phenomenal. The cinematography, the score, I could go on and on about it, but I'm going to save us some time and just say that was easily my number one. And Daniel Kaluuya got the award he deserves. Yes. And forget you, Oscars. That does not make you exempt <laughs> from the choice you made with Chadwick Boseman. So forget you. That was so awful. That was, man, I woke up halfway through. It had been a long day for me. And I just hear like this upbeat music. I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, what are they doing? It's in memoriam. I'm like, oh, okay. And I thought that I missed, you know, everything with um, um, best uh, lead actor. And I was like, oh, they're they're doing it last. And I was like, oh, I'm like, wait, they, they've been building up Chadwick Chad Boseman all week, uh, all night. Like, what's going on? And that happened. Yeah. It was it was very very unfortunate, but yeah, I'm ho- hopefully they'll do better. Um I don't think the, I don't think the Golden Globes are happening this year either. They spanned it for now, right? Or they're postponing it. Something like that. I can't really remember. But anyway, uh let's get back on track here. Devin, what is your number one? Numero uno. Oh. It broke my heart at the beginning of this ranking when Leo said he didn't see it. Mitchell's versus the machines is my number one. <laughs> yeah. I I laughed. I cried. I felt joy. It's just, Dang. it gave me everything I wanted. That didn't, I didn't even know I wanted it. Like Leo, it is, man. I mean, it would have been way better in theaters for sure. But oh yeah. I'm glad that a lot more people are able to see it at home um, on Netflix. And it, I'm telling you, it was that I can rewatch that movie yearly. Like that is a movie I can rewatch yearly, like 100%. And maybe we'll get a physical release. I don't know. They don't do too many of those for their um, uh, properties anymore. So not unless it's like more of like a multi-series type thing, but I don't know. It is what it is. But um, my number one, no surprise. It is in the Heights as of right now. You know, we, it's just, it's so magical. <laughs> like, it is. It, really like, is. I, I love the story. And like, there's just so many messages within the songs and like the, the soundtrack alone, just listening. It just makes me want to go back and watch this movie over and over and over. I think it is still on HBO max for like the next three to four days. So, I mean, I'm definitely picking this bad boy up on 4k like day one when it comes out. <laughs> Because, you know, Len Mel, uh, uh, Len is very, uh, he, he's killing it right now. He's got Tick, Tick, Boom coming out from Netflix. He's got that, uh, well, he's writing the songs for, um, what, what, um, the trailer that just dropped today, Leo, the, and, oh my God. Oh, Encanto? Yeah, Encanto. Yeah, it, 
So is he just, is he, did he write the script or is it just more of the music that he wrote? Uh, I think he just did the music. So they're like, Hey, he, he is keeping work y'all. I will watch anything with him. Like anything attached, any, with his name attached to any projects, I will watch it 100% because I know it's going to be that good. Like, just, just give it to me. But that, that trailer was looking good. I was like, okay, let's even the song at the beginning. I was like, this is <laughs> what is this? Hey. Like, I just didn't expect that. Like, I, I, I literally clicked play on the trailer and it started. I was like, what? They, they really out here just killing it on these beats, y'all. Really? Like, Lin Manuel Miranda does not miss when it comes to music. He does not miss. Does not Hamilton, Moana. This oh yeah, this from Moana. Moana is so good. <sighs> I'm ashamed to say, guys. I no, Leo, don't say. I have heard those songs though. Uh, okay, okay. I'll, we'll give you a pass this time. You got some homework to do. Honestly, you I have some, some, some animated homework to do. <laughs> I have some homework to do because I know Leo has been braving himself through Titan season one and season two. So the least I can do is start Superman and Lois on the CW. <laughs> Oh my God! Well, you'll at least have a great time with Superman <laughs> and Lois. Because how far are you? How are you still where you left off, dude? I'm on like episode three. I'm I'm struggling. <sighs> season two, like there are some good parts in it. It's just it's like what 15 episodes long. I'm like, yeah. What? And episode two should have opened the season. They shouldn't. Yeah. They shouldn't have done that with the cliffhanger thing and and then having like season. The season two opener kind of closed season one out. It's like, come on, guys. I know it was an accident with Doom Patrol. Patrol, but Yeah, yeah. They're going to do the same thing with Doom Patrol because we technically never got the uh, season finale of season two. So that'll be the opener, season season opener for season three. Whenever that picks back up, hopefully it's better than Titans. I'm like, really, really playing because Doom Patrol is so good. But yeah, that pretty much concludes our favorite 2021 films of the year so far and just wanted to give you guys one quick question um what's like one movie you guys are looking forward to a non-marvel movie that you guys are looking forward to um for the rest of the year because um, we are there's packed. so much coming up yeah i'm like especially they, we in are july. packed here especially um july. oddly enough okay i guess I'll, I'll do one that's coming out in july i'm really looking forward to that gunpowder milkshake mm-hmm. i think that it could be Atomic blind levels of like really the good. fact that they greenlit the sequel already means they are liking what they see. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, sir. Well, yes, I don't sir. know though, because old guard, in my opinion, was meat deep oakger. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like old guard either. But they like they greenlit it before it even came out, so that just yeah, shows how like, hmm. I love Charlize, and she was great. Yes. Mm. Oh, and the the co-star. The black girl, she was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, you know, everybody else, y'all just kind of wandering around. <laughs> I feel you on that one. Uh, Devin, really quick, what about you? Um, Space Jam, I guess. That's right around the corner. Yeah. Um, Halloween Kills. I'm excited for that. I'm the horror, I'm the horror fanatic here. We're, we're, we're going to have to review it here on the show because <laughs> I'm like knee deep in fear street. I'm, right also, I'm also excited for old. The the Shyamalan twisty twist, I I may, maybe well glad what was his last? I, movie? I tend glass? to like Shyamalan like I like more than I dislike. Yeah, after the last Airbender, I'm like that's what I'm mm. saying, Leo. You like, holding on to the grudge, I understand absolutely. And what was it? The Village horrible ending. Mm. Another uh, what was another one? Uh, uh, glass. glass 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 was rough. 
Split was good. Split was cool. Split was, Split was great. Was Unbreakable, Unbreakable was great. Yeah. But man, I'm like, how do you close it out with killing David Dunn like that? He's like that, not, just that, that. In a, in a puddle. <laughs> Come on, dude. He, <laughs> he, he drowned in a puddle. There's going to be a fourth one called crap. He had just dunked up. I was like, that wasn't even enough water to cover my feet, my guy. How the heck did he drown him? That was horrible. <laughs> They're going to have a fourth movie called Cracked. <laughs> It's gonna happen. If it does, I'm like, I called it. I called it. But um, man, so for me, uh, a, a non-Marvel because if 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 it was Marvel, I would have honestly just said Spider-Man. But yeah, plenty to choose from there. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm actually gonna go with a uh, Dune. I'm just very very excited. Like I love Denis Villeneuve. Sci-fi. This is literally like Game of Thrones, but in space. It is. Huh. I'm so like the cast is stacked. I'm like, let's go. I'm just very, very excited to see this. I think um there's like a few other movies coming out the same day because they get pushed to October, didn't it? Yeah, uh last night in Soho didn't oh that Boom one got pushed yes. back a week. So last night in Soho and is Fresh gonna dispatch. dominate that week. I'm so excited. I, I think night. it is. Yeah. And Fresh oh, Dispatch. Oh, Candyman. Can- oh, Ooh, yes. Candyman. That was supposed to come out already, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it was supposed to come um, out early. Unfortunately, the pandemic. Well, I guess we'll have to cover more horror here on the show <laughs> since I'm on this Fear Street train. <laughs> you got to watch the original Candyman. It's, it holds up. Does I think. it? Does it? Do not watch the original Dune. At all. Oh, no. No. <laughs> Read the book. You'll have a better time. <laughs> you will definitely, definitely have a better time. But that concludes today's show. Thank you both so, so much for coming on to the show here. And just, you know, we, we always have a good time on the show. You know, when Leo comes on, it's been a while since Leo's been on the show. And I actually wanted to give him a chance uh, to let our audience know what's coming up on his channel where, and where they can find him on the Internet. Oh, appreciate that, bro. It's always a great time talking with you guys. Thanks again for having me. Uh, Coming up, we, well, first and foremost, let me back up, y'all. What's up? Follow me on (laughs) YouTube at Geekly Goods and then on TikTok and Instagram at Leo.Rydell, Twitter at Leo Rydell. I'm trying to fix that and get some kind of universal at, so stay tuned. But coming up on the channel, we got a lot of, lot of goodies, y'all. A lot of geekly goodies. On Tuesday, we will be back for our live stream, GG and Friends. And we've got more content. Loki's coming up, the finale of Loki. Oh, yeah. We've got Space Jam 2 coming up. So, guys, stay tuned because there is a lot of goodies coming. And uh, I'm starting a couple little series. So, you might see some reactions for some anime coming soon. So, stay tuned. We got that, 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 that SH is coming out soon, isn't it? Yeah, here in man. the U.S., mm-hmm. I got, I got, I got to figure out some way to watch because I didn't know how. Uh, um, oh my gosh, Ren was watching it. I was like, oh, and he had told me with his <laughs> yeah. friend and his his his, his Japanese connections. I I I got to respect the game for sure. He's, mm-hmm. he, like he's homie, gamed him alone. I was connection. Like, I'm like, oh, he's like actually doing that. I was like, well, maybe he'll do it. If you. I'm like, oh no, he's doing week to week. Okay, let's 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 go. So um, I'm very, very excited uh, for that to come out. But yes, Ed, as always, you can follow us here on the channel, not the channel, excuse me, on the podcast. Um, You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Film Optics. That is Optics with an X. Leave us a five-star rating and review 
on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And I believe by the time this is out, go ahead and check out our uh, our Loki episode five reviews because that will be out uh, by the time this is up. And we are also going to be covering uh, Fear Street, uh, doing separate episodes for that. Um, Devin and I have already covered part one, which will be dropping on this Sunday, uh, the 11th. And Amanda from AMX NDA Reviews, I think I said that right, um, <laughs> will be joining us for part two, 1978, um, this Sunday. And that will be dropping on Tuesday of this week. And part three, TBA until you know we uh we we watch it. <laughs> but yeah, again, thank you so much, Leo, for coming on. It's it's always a pleasure to have you on the show. And you know, it's 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 been a great, great, great time. So, and of course, we also have our Loki episode, uh, our episode finale review dropping next Thursday. So that's gonna be a lot of fun. I'm really interested to see how everything kind of just pans out. Like I'm 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 not ready for the journey to be over, but it's like six episodes. It doesn't feel like enough, but we've gotten so much so far. But um, again, thank you all for listening and we will see you guys next time. And that's a wrap for today. Thank you all for listening. And if you enjoy the show, we greatly appreciate it. If you can leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Twitter at Film Optics, that is Optics with an X, to stay in the know. That was Devin. My name is Christian, and we'll see you guys in the next one.